Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza with another episode of the Your Life, Your Term show. And on this show, we have Nick Kradza, my brother, and Mike DeZormo on the call. We're going to be exploring student rentals in what I initially thought was going to be maybe a casual talk. but um, And we do talk about some stuff. Mike uh, shares some of his story at the beginning, which I think is super interesting. Um, but we get into a pretty deep dive on student rentals and cover a lot of different topics that Nick and I definitely wish we had heard or we knew of before we started when we did, we were pretty much clueless. So I think after listening to this, even if you own some student rentals, there's going to be a tip or two. And if you don't, you're definitely in for, a, I think, a lot of, of good information on, on student rentals and, and student rental investing um, right across the uh, Ontario area. This Some of the stuff we talk about applies to um, everyone in Canada, but we dive in specifically on some of the schools and some of the things to think about about different universities and colleges in the greater Toronto and greater Hamilton area, basically the uh, greater Golden Horseshoe. So uh, you're in for, I think, a treat on that kind of stuff. And um, this is uh, our plan. So in this one, we're going to be talking about student rentals. Going forward, we have... um, other real estate topics, but I'm already starting to get requests of some other topics. Some people have heard that we're launching this podcast and they want to hear about, you know, website development and, you know, lead generation on a business and online um, marketing and that kind of stuff. So we are going to dip our toes in some of those topics. We'll see how that goes over the next few weeks and months. So if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like to hear of, we're going to set up an email address. Right now we're going with podcast at rockstarbrokerage.com. So if you have any ideas or thoughts of topics you want us to cover on this podcast, if you email it to podcast at rockstarbrokerage.com, um, we'll get that and uh, we'll, we'll get an idea of what you're looking for. So that's it for the intro. Let's get started. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. I can't believe we're doing this. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Are you there? Mike DeZormo, are you there? I'm here. Nicholas Alexander Carazza, are you there? (laughs) Yeah, I'm here. Let's go. So this is the student rental edition. We're going to cover a whole bunch of stuff. Student rentals seem vastly misunderstood. Um, But before we do, um, my uh, I I wanted to introduce Mike DeZormo. So Mike, I don't know. You introduce yourself. Who are you? (laughs) I am someone who uh, you're super way back in the day. You're going to be too humble yeah. for, uh, uh, you know what? I forget it. I'm just going to jump in yeah. for a second. The way we met Mike was Ruben and I, so a friend of, of mine and a friend of Mike's who Mike grew up with, we were flipping a property in Oakville and Ruben turns to me and says, Tom, one of my friends wants to learn about flipping properties. He's willing to cut the grass for us every week. If he could just hang out and learn that just to, it's not a true story. No, it is. But that's not how we met. It's not. No. Oh no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember how we met. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We met when I uh, was buying homes in Oakville from the builder, I and remember. I was moving in. And the very first one I moved into, I had a, a mattress and a TV to my name, and that was it. So my goal was buy from the builder, go in, paint it, stage it, sell it, make a profit, go on to the next property, and uh, I did that. But on the third one. I got sort of caught where I couldn't sell the house I was in and needed to close on another one that I purchased. 
So that's how you originally I remember. Yeah, through Ruben. And uh, yeah, do you want to continue from there? You yeah, because Ruben called me and he said, hey, Tom, I have a friend. You've never met him before. He needs money. Are you willing to lend him some money? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hey, Ruben, a friend of yours, a friend of mine. And what uh, I'm, So what I'm laughing about is that Ruben got Mike to buy a house, even though he only had a mattress and a TV to his yeah, name. So yeah. he sold them on that. Then he sold you on lending someone you never know. Like, how much money did you lend him? 2500 I believe. I think was it, it was 2500 The yeah. checkbook's right there. Yeah. It was okay. check number awesome. one on that checkbook. Well, let's pretend cool. it's twenty-five grand because it just makes <laughs> No, it's only 2500 no, just Let's just make sure. But it's a better story. No, I remember grand. turning to Carol, so my wife, and saying, Carol, we're going to lend money to one of Ruben's friends. And I think it was 2500 It might have been only been 1500 Possibly. But uh, I remember thinking. Felt like a lot of yeah, time. Yeah, it was a lot of money. <laughs> and I remember telling Carol, yeah, it's this guy. And I had to try to explain who it was. And I had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Just a friend of a friend needs some money. Yeah, um, but just to be clear, my staging didn't involve just that TV and a mattress. I had very good friends that lent me uh, curtains and dining room uh, dining room set, and uh, yeah. So I got lucky. At the time, there was winners. So you had nothing to your name. Nothing. Flipping these no, properties. I went to. There was winners, not home since at the time. I went to winners, bought picture frames, went to the public library. I photocopied black and white photography, slipped it into those picture frames. I have to oh admit, the God. house did look... Oh, my look. gosh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. smart. That's a really wow. good tip. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. That's great. <laughs> and luckily, it made out well. Somehow made out well on all three. But then that was in the 90s, early 2000s. And then from there, just started to buy and accumulate, accumulate with the profit. Yet that another was person who didn't know what he was doing yeah. when he started. I think the less you know, the better. The less you know, the better. Yeah. Because if you know everything, you just talk yourself out of everything. Yeah. But hold on. I want to talk about this photocopying pictures and, and putting them in. Who yeah. gave you that idea? That was just something I came up with. I had, Mike's a hustler, had, man. Mike's a yeah. hustler. He figures things out, man. There's those uh, consistent, already preset photos in those um, picture frames. Yeah, yeah. So you can only go with so many picture frames before you got to replace. <laughs> of the Eiffel, of but, like yeah. the Eiffel Tower and New York scene. Yeah, <laughs> you got a library book of of art. Yeah, yeah. That's, black and that's white photography. All, I love yeah. that. It's, those are the types of, yeah. of, of stories that I love. I just think it's smart. <laughs> yeah, and I remember the uh, first house I bought on the fireplace mantle. I had uh, photos of of young children, and the couple that ended up buying the house. She was a pregnant woman. She walked into the house. They were from BC. They flew in to look at properties for that weekend. Uh, walked through the uh, the living room, stopped. At, she stopped at the fireplace and looked at those young child photos that I had on the uh, that you had photocopied. Yeah, that were clearly <laughs> not your child. Yeah. Oh my god! And uh, what a beautiful family what she house. thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, yeah. why is this weird guy got yeah. this, this picture? No, but I, I think she yeah. From there, she pictured herself being in there with her family, and yeah. sure enough, yeah, bang, offer came in, and it was done that day with that family. It was great. I think I was in the second one that you were in. You staged those very nicely. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like you didn't live in them. Correct. Like yeah. it, it was like a model home. Yeah. A pain in the butt to keep up with. But I didn't know the curtains weren't yours. So people no. were lending you curtains? Yeah. And curtain rods. Yeah. I tell you, when I had a TV and a mattress, I mean, I had a TV and a mattress. Wow. Yeah. A couple dishes. That was what it. What gave you the gut with a TV and a mattress to your name? What gave you the guts to buy the house the first time? Yeah. Um... Just seeing what the builder was selling the property for and what the resale market was back then, there was almost a gap where you could almost, I know this sounds unrealistic today, but buy lower than resale. Yeah. So there was a window. Flipped. It was like an eight to 10. There was a big window, like eight to 10 years yeah. where you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the builders across the board decided they didn't want that to happen anymore. They're like, why are we giving these guys exactly. profit? We should get the profit. And they all up their prices. Yeah. 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 I remember that. 
Yeah. And how many did you do? You did two like that? Three. And it was in between the second and the third where you caught caught with some money. Yeah, I would stu- stu- uh, strategically buy always across from the builder's model home. So whoever was going into the builder's model home would see my home for sale. And uh, it was on that third one. I couldn't Why close. did you even do yeah. this, Mike? Um, to make money? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. it. You saw other people doing it. Well, and then I I heard of rich people, but I never knew these rich people. But the common denominator when finding out who these rich people are, <laughs> I heard of they rich had, people. Yeah, they they had real estate. <laughs> no, back heard, in the day, yeah, yeah, yeah growing no, up, I know. Yes, it's that's how we got started. Uh, we started because uh, at some point Nick and I had a discussion like everyone we know who has money owns real estate. Yeah. We should probably own real estate. Yeah, that was like the whole kind of thinking. Yeah, yeah. And the builder was charging me a thousand dollars every week. I couldn't close, so I had to make things happen quickly. So that house did sell. I reside in that home, that third home now. And uh, Oh, the third home is the one you're living in now? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Always prepared that, hey, if the things change, I'm going to be comfortable in this home. That's uh, the one I keep telling you you're going to sell and buy a house, double yeah, the square yeah, footage. It's probably going to happen. With two pools, three <laughs> hot tubs, yeah. and big screen TVs in every room <laughs> that you're denying will ever happen. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this was a, that's, uh, that's our intro to student rentals. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. So uh, <laughs> that's how you do student rentals. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so fast forward a few years. Um, well, just yeah, to finish that, to recap, just and then one day I knocked on your door, asked Ruben where you lived. Knocked on your you door. You came to my house? Yeah, I believe you or Carol answered, and I can't remember. I wasn't home. Well, okay, <laughs> it was Carol then. Yeah. I go, you don't know me, and I've never met you or your husband, but uh, you, you lent me some money. You're so, a good person. Yeah, here's your money plus some interest and a bottle of wine or something. She Did was you? probably terrified. Wait, no, <laughs> I, no I'm slightly <laughs> embarrassed on something here, so I didn't yeah. know this part. I, I guess I'd forgotten this part of the story. In my checkbook, it's check number one on this book, new book of checks. It's yeah. written, and it's, it's over there. It, it says Mike DeZormo. And then it says the amount, and then it says plus interest. So I charged you interest? No, 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 no. I, I gave you more money. I gave you interest. Yeah. But no, that was never the deal. I, I think know, you just but I wrote it in the book. Got it. Wow. Okay. Well. <laughs> but I know, you know yeah. why I'm embarrassed about that? I'm like, That's why wouldn't I just... That's how the universe works. I'm sometimes. like, why wouldn't I just... No, but I'm like, why didn't I just help Mike out? Why did I write... Like, I question why I wrote plus interest there. I feel like it's a little cheesy on my part. I think we were all in a different place yeah. back then. So you did that. Yeah. But then you knocked on our door again. No, then you did the flip where you were you were cutting the grass on that flip that we yeah, were, yeah, we were yeah. flipping yeah. just to learn. Right. Which is also means you're a freaky person. Yeah. Just because who does that? Sure. Which is the right thing to, for all of us to do. Yeah. To hustle and learn. And then the other one was even freakier. Yeah. God, I've totally forgotten about all this. The third one was when you just walked in. Nick was in the back of the office, the first brokerage we, oh, we yeah. were in. Nick was in the back of the office. You set like an appointment or something to meet with me. How do we remember? You came, I didn't know what you guys talked about, but I, I remember Tom coming back. He's like, Nick, there's this guy here. This Mike, this, I, it DeZormo. was this guy here, but you said who he was. Michael but I didn't DeZormo. really know. I didn't really know you, right? Yeah. And he's like, he's, he wants to work with us. Like, you know, and I think it's a good idea, but like, what should I tell him? I'm like, I don't know. If you think it's, a, I don't know the guy, but if you do and you think it's a good idea, I guess, yes, because we needed We someone. were desperate. Like it was, so just the timing worked out really Perfectly. well. Yeah. You walked in like you were like an angel from the heavens, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, the timing couldn't be better. The timing couldn't yeah. be better. That was freaky. Mm. Wow. So and now, so 10 that, years later, that the, how yeah. many? That's the intro to Mike? Just yeah, that's the intro to Mike. 10 years later, you've sold, I don't know how many, hundreds of millions of dollars of properties. You've helped investors with hundreds of properties. You've helped hundreds, I don't know, if not thousands of investors at this point. Definitely hundreds. Mm. And... Uh, you are very skilled in identifying good income properties, um, 
all over the greater Toronto area. But today, I think we want to zero in today on student rentals, in which you also have a ton of experience. So Nick and mm -hmm. I kind of started our journeys with student rentals. You have a ton of experience with student rentals. Yeah. Um, I want to just throw this out there. This is the number one question we're always asked about student rentals. Like, is it worth it? Won't the students trash the place? Like, mm -hmm. why should I do student rentals? What, how yeah. do you guys handle that? So, yeah, the, the student rentals, they lead with income. So is it worth it? If cash flow is of a, of, a, of a necessity for someone, then definitely student rentals is, if not the best source. Why? Cause, well, can you explain why? Yeah. Because they cash flow better than any other rental properties? Pr pretty much. I'd put them up against uh, multi Break out the math. Break out a yeah. sample. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, okay. Um, I'm doing one today for myself uh, in London. This particular property is a by five. West, so by Western. By University of Western, yeah. Five bedrooms, five and a half baths. That's going to cost us about six hundred, okay. but it, it'll rent out for seven twenty-five a room. Cash flow after all expenses. So what's that? Ma okay, yeah. What is what's the cash flow? Uh, it's it's uh, about eight ninety a month. That's a, even after property management. So eight ninety a month, yeah. free and clear cash flow. Free and clear. So you're paying cash. mortgage. Let me yeah. get this straight: mortgage, yeah. property tax, yeah. insurance, yeah. property management fees, yeah. utilities. Uh, on this particular you one, are? yes. Yeah. Okay, because on some we don't. Nick, Correct. We, we can share about that. Yeah. yeah. So it's some so, uh, uh, utilities uh, you're paying. Internet. Yeah. No. No, no internet. Be on the students. Okay. Yeah, I have another one out there too, but it's it's uh, rent plus utilities. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's I'd say fifty percent of the your properties you may be able to get rent plus, and then the other fifty uh, would be inclusive. Depends on the year. Depends on the property, uh, okay. the area, what's the, the area, norm in that area. Yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. really like anytime, anytime you take a property, student, I mean, it can be student property or not, but anytime you take a property and you're going to rent it out by the room, you're able to generate additional income from the property. Way more. It's no different than, than anything else. You buy in bulk and you split it up and, and you start selling in smaller samples. I've been watching a lot of... I've never heard it said like that, but well, I like that. But I've, well, you know, maybe because I've been watching so much El Chapo and stuff on, <laughs> on Netflix, I'm all about... I've watched so much drug cartel and organized crime I've stuff I've watched on Netflix all of Narcos, lately. all of El Chapo. I was telling Nick, Mike, do you watch El Chapo on Netflix? No, I do not. El no. Chapo, four episodes in, I didn't realize it was all, realize it was all subtitles until four episodes in. Yeah. I don't know how that's that says possible. something about... I don't even know what that <laughs> says about you, but it says something. I think it just means I'm, I read quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, but, but that's what it is. It's the same thing, right? You're taking it. You're taking a kilo. You're cutting it up into smaller things, and you're selling it <laughs> off. That's. I mean, it, it's no different, right? Because if you sold the whole kilo, there might be a middleman, right? So you might be able to up. The, so if you get the kilo from Mexico to the states, you can sell it for more. Just like you can buy a property, and you can rent it to someone as a whole property for more than it costs to own it, because they're not able to buy it. But if you chop up the kilo and you sell it to multiple people, uh, you make more money. That's basically <laughs> what's happening yeah. on the student rental, except we're not right. selling kilos of Coke to the students. No, well, we're renting maybe I shouldn't out be talking about kilos of yeah. Coke, homes but I mean, <laughs> where they can reside and study to better yeah. their futures. Get a good education. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to be good drug. I mean, good, housing. Good, good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but, 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 but there's got to be demand for it, right? So if you have a good property, then the, the, the demand in these areas, so many, ten, so many um, landlords let their property, they don't maintain the properties. So if you maintain the property and you have a quality product or a half decent product that's slightly above average, there's going to be demand for your product. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, what, what's the population of Western? You know, it's probably like thirty. I know Mac yeah. is like thirty. Western in London's teetering in. It's somewhere close to thirty-five thousand. Okay, right I was gonna now. say thirty-five thousand yeah. people. Yeah, that's like a city within the city. Let's face it, thirty-five thousand people. All those people, other than the first-year people, are looking for 
places to stay. Yeah. And what's crazier is the enrollment in most universities is growing. It's a business. Yes. Yeah, no, they I just know. want more people. No, I got you. you yeah. 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 Oh, no, Tom's going to go on a rant here. We got to be careful. No, sorry. Good <laughs> times or bad times. People are in school. Yeah, yep. bad times, it's even more, right? Yeah. They mm-hmm. go to school for more degrees and more education. So, yeah. And we're, if we're looking at, at specifically the University of Western, so we're comparing it to Hector's available. So McMaster, as you know, you like see that they're not building by the main campus anymore. So they've built downtown Hamilton. They built off of Al- Appleby and the 403, a campus, just because they're out of real estate there pretty much. True. But London is on over a 1,000 of hectares is that what of it available is? land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So last year, no, sorry, a couple years ago, it was the Ivy School of Business that was built. Last year, it was an academic building for nursing. This year, it's an academic building for uh, engineering. Next year, there's an Jeez. academic building being built to double their size of their um, whatever the music program. Um, they just can every time I go by the University of Western Ontario, there's a crane up. Okay. Like so there's no lack built. of demand. No. Universities, I think, are also better than that than colleges. I mean, we own stuff, Nick, by colleges. The college population size just always seems smaller mm-hmm. than a university. It's kind of why I like university. If I had to, if I, look, the college stuff's good too, but if I had to pick universities, I like better for a couple of reasons. Bigger population and the students tend to stay in their programs for longer. So if you do get students in like second year into your property, there's a good chance they'll stay second year, third year, mm-hmm. and maybe, Nick, we've had this sometimes, yeah. even a fourth year, which yeah. means three years in a row, sure. you can have the same group of students. So you're not re- you're only renting it out once every three and years. More in stru- colleges, you get less of that. Well, it's more structured programming as well. In colleges, there's more co-op terms and there's more... Yeah, so know, the so students are more to, transient so coming com- and going. They're coming and going because yeah. they're in like when I was when I was at school I was at school for four months and then I was working for four months so depending on when, I, when I'm working now I lived at home but yeah. if I was away like so there, there's definitely less demand for these longer term things so so yeah but at the same time I mean there's good and bad to everything right at the same time you often are going to pay a lower price for yeah for, that's true know, so, so, so if you're willing to do more management and you're willing to do more hands-on approach and fill the property more, well, maybe it's an approach that you're willing to take that could be beneficial for you. So depending on where you are with your investing, like Mike's talking about his property that he's buying, but what the numbers are after management. A lot of people when they're getting started, they're not going to look at the additional cost of management because they're going to try to save those funds for themselves and manage sure. it themselves. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? But you're now, you've gone through a number of properties, you've reached a certain a different level of, of investment where you're like, you know what, I just want everything to be managed for myself. So mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all over the place. But if I had my choice, I'm with you. I would rather pay more money because typically a little, depending on area, of course, but um, but in areas where there's a, a college and university side by side, typically in the area, the, uni- the ones close to the university, you'll pay a little bit more money for the property. Um, but with that, I think comes the benefits, like you said about the, you know, the, 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 there's there's management benefits. Mm-hmm. But to circle back to your question about the students wrecking the property, we haven't had that. We've been lucky. Uh, I know I wouldn't say that we've been lucky. My opinion is managed properly with the right systems, you really mitigate that risk to a great degree. And and what do you mean by that managed properly? Just treating people with respect? That too. But the biggest thing, the number one thing that we learned early on, because the first student property that um, we had, the first time we had to fill it, it was individual people. So if there were seven rooms, we had yeah, to that put, was a horror put a show. group of two and a group of three and a couple singles to try to fill this. And it's just a disaster. No one takes responsibility for anything. So we quickly learned that one of the number one, for me, the number one thing about rent, uh, renting to students 
when it's when it's a property of a specific size is if you can rent to one group, it is so valuable. Your management with someone acting as the, the leader work. of that group, even sure. Well, you yeah, can, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, for, yeah. You can force that yeah. after that'll yeah. just naturally happen, right? But um, but one group changes everything. So you got to be on the ball when you're renting the property, or you're going to be left with you know trying to these makeshift groups, and and it it causes more work for yourself for sure. So in this scenario, I don't know what kind of property this is, but I think you said it's multiple units, right? A uh, five bed, five and a half bath. It's it's a single family home being converted. Okay, yeah. so, but it's, it's it's almost like individual units, right? Because if there's that many baths, everyone's kind of living on themselves because they're going to be responsible for their own bathroom. It sounds believe like. it or not, it's it, they have their own ensuite. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, wow, so that's a this is that's a purpose built. Yeah. yeah, that okay. is. Yeah. That's with You're your right. yeah. relationships with builders. With some builders, there. yeah, those would be off market, not offered to the okay. public, not listed on a map. That's a Mike Desormo special. That, yeah, we can call it that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that that's been so. But that's been the yeah. the, the number one thing. Because yeah. when we see when I see people that are like you know one foot in, one foot out on their student property, and then they don't they don't fill it when it needs to be filled. It typically is going to be anywhere from December or January in most university towns mm -hmm. to fill the property then. And they're they're trying. They're like, oh, now I'm gonna have two months of vacancy. I'm trying to fill it in the in the summer, and you get all the leftover people. It's it, that's where. You're creating more work for yourself by not being on the ball. So are you? Opinion. Is this vacant? Are you taking ownership of this vacant? Uh, it will be filled by some property management companies that I work with out there. One, one specifically will take care of this one. What are the fees on property management? F uh, so this particular management company, it's four and a half percent of gross rent. Okay. They can go all the way up to eight percent, but the majority of the property management uh, companies in London will typically go not higher than six percent. Okay, but yeah. this is a company that deals with student Stu properties, strictly right? student, which rentals. is what you yeah. want. That, and that yeah. there's a big difference. Yeah, and it, do they try to get groups of students? Absolutely, a hundred percent. Always, yeah. Going back to you know, are these properties are are they damaged? So doing this over a decade now, I haven't seen it. So don't get me wrong, there are trash, that's trashy homes yeah. out there, right? Yeah. These are just landlords that don't care. They're putting whoever into the property. Property hasn't been updated in 30, 40, 50 years. They don't care, you know. There's a lack of student rentals out there, so unfortunately, some students are put into those types of places. Not yeah, there's hellholes. There, there absolutely, right. yeah. Not, that's not stuff that we'd get our investors. We want our investors to have like decent properties, and well, it just makes your life easier. It 100%. makes our lives easier yeah. working with investors. Yeah, exactly. So, couple tricks to avoid these parties at your house and to avoid avoid any um, damaged uh, properties is uh, go after good sized bedrooms when you're buying a house. Don't have, don't go after a large common area. Because if you buy the house that has the largest bedrooms, which are going to be most attractive to the students because that's where they live, in the bedroom, and get the small common area, well, guess where they're going to go party? At that other house Someone that has the house big house common area. Yeah. And the small and, bedrooms. And the small bedrooms, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, parental guarantees is another thing. So get parental guarantees. Unlike a single-family home, you maybe at best have... So you always do parental guarantees or the property manager we, we does? It, so some cities, it's the norm. Some cities, it's not. So yes, whether it's through me specifically or through the property management companies we are trying to get parental guarantees but in some cities that's not quite the Nick norm and I yet literally never have yeah ever it's a good idea right? yeah it's never been a problem yeah, yeah. because we get the most sure of the, yeah most so it's, it's it's another it's just, level of insurance it's like it's sure. insurance yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. most yeah. of the checks are being provided by the from parents the parents anyway, yeah. So. yeah and that's the nice thing about student rentals too unlike single family homes very um, few rent balances yeah well, yeah, you got at best mom and dad, uh, sorry, husband, wife paying rent, two people. When you have a student rental and it's a five bedroom, which is pretty well the standard student rentals, you have 15 people responsible for rent, five students plus mom and dad. Your rent's coming in. It's so true. 
Yeah, yeah. we've seen that. Very few missed. Well, very few parents are going to bounce a rent check on their their kids. Right? They paid six, eight thousand for tuition. Yeah, ten, twelve thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And we have international students paying three to four times that for tuition themselves. Yeah, it's true. I remember at York University when I had that student rental property up there. Yeah. The international students would tell me how much they were paying. Mm-hmm. Almost had a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. What they were paying for school. Yeah. And their checks for rent were often written from the estate of. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you knew these families yeah. had money to be sending their kids. A lot of times up from the uh, different uh, Caribbean islands. Hmm. Coming up here as international students with money right. and, and paying. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Going uh, back to yeah, property management, I think if you're not local to that particular property, like if it's over an hour away, you might want to consider property management for the 100 bucks. You'll probably save that in gas. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, you were in Croatia um, about two, three years back, and you had a hot water issue, hot water tank issue. Did you handle it for us? I did. We don't yeah. remember. Okay. So <laughs> you guys were brilliant, and we teach everybody to do this, to put the lockbox on their house so that in the event that you're not in the country and you need to get somebody into that house, um, they have access through the lockbox to the keys to get into the house and get done what That's needs to been be done. So key, yeah. In this particular case, is the students had no hot water. So I was going over there to meet, I think it was Reliance or Enbridge, can't remember, uh, meet this, the contractor over there. We go into the basement where the utility room is, and uh, there was a girl in a bedroom, and the door was open. And I introduced myself to say, Hey, you know, I'm here on behalf of the owners. We're going to get the hot water issue fi- fixed for you. She's like, Okay. She's like, once you're done, um, can you... Um, Here's another list of 10 <laughs> different yeah, things. Yeah. Can you look at the basement here because my room has no power? So her computer, though... So her room was dark. Her, her uh, computer was plugged into the wall, and she was on Skype with her dad. Like, okay, this sounds a little fishy. So uh, the uh, contractors in the utility room, I go to the kitchen. I take a light bulb out from one of the lights. I go into her room, and I switch the light bulbs. And miraculously... There is power. Light, <laughs> light yeah. so is coming. You might want to avoid those types of calls and trips. <laughs> oh my god! Um, That's which, a, yeah. you know how many times we've we'll, we'll get different things like uh, three of the smoke alarms have the little beeping sound. The yeah. batteries must be out, and I'm always thinking, and we'll tell the property managers, you know, if they haven't. But I'm always thinking, can't you just take like yeah. a two double A batteries and pop new yeah. ones in? You're like, how are you even sleeping yeah. through the night <laughs> with that beeping sound? Yeah, it's their first time away from it's home, shocking. and yeah. Yeah. Okay. So lesson learned. Property le- management. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if it's an hour or more away okay. or yeah. But and, and back to just what Nick was saying. I think Nick, you've always done a good job of setting expectations, like treating students with respect on the property, but not going over and, uh, you know, over and above what we, you need to either. But teaching them that if there's a problem with the property, you always take care of it, and if they sense that from you, they then return the favor and treat the property properly. Yeah, we, I mean, I, I think that's made a difference. I don't know how much of a difference it's I think it's made, made a huge more, difference. Because to, to Mike, what Mike's point earlier of saying how there's like rundown properties and things yeah. like that. I, I, the other thing I think along those same lines, though, that people forget is the communication, right? Because these people have never been out, out of the house. Mm-hmm. But like the, the majority of them, like you mentioned. Yeah. And so things like the light bulbs, things like the batteries and the smoke alarm, these, these, these little things that people Furnace take filter. for granted. Yeah. When we're down there or we have someone down there doing those types of things, and if a handyman goes down, um, uh, so, so for instance, on tenant turnover, we'll get a handyman in there. Always we, we do a walkthrough with the handyman, and, and there's always a list of small things for the guy to take care of, maybe one day's worth of work. And we'll ask him to take care of that list. And then we'll email out that whole list of all the things he did, no matter how minor, so that the kids know exactly what's going on. It's like, hey, we changed the batteries in all the different smoke alarms. We upped, we changed the light bulbs here. We did 
Um, we emptied the garbage that was on the porch, like whatever it is, all the big stuff as well, but we let them know as much as possible. So we oversell how much we're doing at the property. So they're well aware of what's going on. So they see that something's happening. So I think it's, it's not just really, um, doing the stuff and treating them with respect. It's communicating a lot of things that you would take for granted as a property owner. Cause you think, well, I changed the light bulbs and I, I put the batteries in. That's, uh, you know, anyone would do that. Of course we do that. Just like you were saying, right. But uh, they don't know that stuff. You mm-hmm. got to kind of explain that stuff to them. And I think they all appreciate it. What Definitely seems like you're doing more than you are, which we, we try to kind of strive for as well when, when we're talking mm-hmm. to them. What about lease length? What are you doing, uh, yeah. Mike, right now? The, the goal has always been yeah, 12 months. Yeah, we always so do 12 months yeah, too. Yeah. The what about the number of leases though? One lease. Get everyone on one lease. Yeah. That's yeah. a big one. That, we that do can, one lease too. That can be a bylaw thing for mm-hmm. you know that people need to know about. Yeah. Like look into your area, but that can make a big difference depending on the number of your rooms and the bylaws in place. Yeah, it can make a big difference on how you're running that that property and what bylaws impact you. So one lease usually is for a lot sure. a lot better way to go if they're living as a single family unit. It makes a difference. Yeah, and May first to April thirtieth, or when are you doing your one year yeah. lease? Yeah, May first to April thirtieth. So filling finding. So when Nick and I do it, we're usually finding tenants. If it, we know a group's going to leave, we're advertising in December. Yeah. Or January yeah. um, for signing a lease that's going to yeah. start May 1st. Correct. Students yeah. might not even live in the property for yeah. May, June, July, and August. They're moving in September, but it's a 12-month lease. Correct. And we're collecting first and la- actually we're collecting last yeah. the time we sign the lease. Mm-hmm. And we collect first yeah. when we're handing over the keys on May 1st. Yeah, yeah. Certified check at that yeah. point guaranteed funds often now the the students are even uh starting a little earlier like in so, some of the different cities like november now looking last year i think it was last year with uh tamor when we uh, got a property by mcmaster part of the deal when we bought was before we closed we negotiated that we were able to show the property so we wanted to show it to prospective students because the, the students, students that were there were leaving yeah so we closed i believe in november no sorry we were going to close in the new year but we start showing in november the best part of this was the very first showing that we went to do. So I get the lockbox code from the listing brokerage. I pull up to the house. There's already a couple groups of students. I walk up to the lockbox, open the lockbox. There's no keys in the lockbox. I knock on the door. Nobody's answering the door. As I'm you doing this, call, yeah. trying to call the brokerage, I'm getting no answer. And now there's about 30 kids, 30 students, I should say, in the driveway and Tamor's standing there. So I stand on top of the steps and I'm like, okay, guys, good news. And I got bad news. (laughs) Bad news is we're not getting into the house today. The good news is you saw the house. You're here. You've seen the photos online. If you're interested, give us the deposit today. Fill out the applications. (laughs) If you don't like the property, because I'm going to get you in next weekend. I'm going to make sure I'm going to get you in. And if you don't like the property, we'll give your deposits back. About half of them left and two groups gave deposits. Sure enough, following weekend, we get them in. And one of the groups that gave that deposit took that property. Cool. It's just the demand. The demand. Yeah. I, uh, you know, just on that note, on the very first one where Nick and I had vacancies on that property where we had individual students and then it went vacant, we advertised. At one point, we were going down, to, um, you know, we were going down whenever somebody called to show the property. Yeah. And then we decided that was crazy. We lined everybody up on a Saturday and we had the same experience. We had over 40 people yeah. on the front lawn mm-hmm. and that just puts you into, that's the beauty of student rentals. Yeah. So we, we rented our, we rented one this year at the end of November. So right at the end of November, we rented it, placed an ad. Um, and it was, we had uh, 30, I think it was like 32 appointments booked uh, for that weekend to the point where I, I so that's that, 32 appointments or? Uh, 
appointments. So, so how many possible not people? leads? Oh, I don't know. 32 times. It was over. I, I booked them over about two or two and a half hours because it was just like I tried to spread them out as best possible. Um, and then that was, I believe, in the first two days of the ad being posted. So then I just stopped booking appointments. I just started kind of archiving the leads and I was going to follow up if we didn't rent the house. Um, but that's how many appointments were booked. Like, I mean, the demand is there. Is there, yeah. you know, the, the demands in a good school, right? Mm -hmm. You know, in a good so, school, so a different like area. You got to understand they, what you're doing. So they cash yeah. flow, as we discussed. They don't yeah. beat the houses down. Like, Mike, you said you've been yeah. doing this for 10 years. We've yeah. been owning property or student rental properties for over like 15 years now. We've never yeah. seen that. Mm -hmm. We had one group of kids. I mean, the worst things we've seen, if I just have to tell everybody, one group of boys built a mountain bike course in our backyard on one property. <laughs> it was an awesome mountain bike course, but we, yeah. we told them to take it down. But yeah. it was good. Because it came off the garage at one point. Like you would go up the picnic table around the <laughs> garage and one down the front. We told them to take it down. They did. One one time we had a group of girls in there that drank more vodka than I think could be humanly possible. So we had to buy them an extra blue recycle box. Because like every time we'd go to the property, the recycle boxes were full of empty vodka bottles. Um, we had a group of guys in the basement on one property who were really kind of messy and dirty and left a bunch of pizza boxes mm. in the corner. That would probably be the most... The well, what's the down? I mean, there's other downside. Like, what's the downside to the properties? Like to, to you guys, to student properties, right? Jeez, I, well, here's why. I mean, here's the challenge. Like, here's the challenges you face that, that I, I I look at is, so as far as repairs, there's more repair. Like, you you've got to constantly do repairs because the kids are harder on the on the property, so they don't destroy the property. But you have seven people coming and going, more drinking, people through drinking a, a bunch of home. vodka. Yeah, Their yeah. friends are coming and going. Mm. When they're walking out the front door, they're not opening it gently and closing it. They're just a little bit harder on the property. Mm -hmm. So there's like nicks and scratches and paint. Need, you know, there'll be scratches along the wall, you know, like small little stuff. Again, they don't destroy it, but you got to to keep it updated. You got to kind of refresh the, the place on a regular basis. And then the biggest challenge that I find is always on the tenant turnover. Because when you have the parents coming that haven't had any students moving into into student and properties, before, if you have no time to clean the house between groups, they're coming in and they're freaking. You could have a great great property, but but you know it's in the grand scheme of things, they're coming. Maybe you know they're paying a lot for tuition and stuff. Maybe they're coming from a two million dollar house elsewhere and they're coming to the student house. So so the great property in the student area there is really like in their world is not a good property at all, and they're freaking out. Mm -hmm. They're like, man, I can't. My, it's not safe. We had that I last. Year on I watched Mike Holmes and they said this and Ugh. you know like mm -hmm. there's black markers somewhere and they think it's mold and they're calling yeah. like a city health official like there's that crazy stuff but there are ways to mitigate that right which which we I mean we do a number of ways but like if you're setting the expectations and totally giving everybody the, the plan that we're going to do and exactly exactly all in the communication and having someone decent there when you know when they're turnover you get the wrong per person there when we the had an incorrect a, a poor property manager one time and the uh, turnover went and really it, yeah bad. and it created way more work than it has to be but yeah. that's something you got to be aware of that that turnover weekend day that's the, that's whatever, the hardest it's, it's a key part. It, it's a key day that you got to kind of be be prepared for yeah right or it doesn't have to be you it's whoever's going there for that 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 time has to be prepared for that mm -hmm. what about location what do you guys think mm -hmm. about location you got to know your zones because each particular university has different preferential areas uh, that the students want to be in. And they're completely different in regards to McMaster. It's pretty well you want to be within one kilometer of the campus. But University of Western Ontario, you, you, the majority of the students want to be downtown. They don't want to be close to the campus. And the, the reason for that is there's no amenities near the campus. So you have the more studious students by the campus. That's where I have one property. But then I have another property closer to the downtown. 
That's Believe it or not. The partiers are there. Well, Richmond and Oxford is where the partiers are, so it's not right down there. But believe it or not, you get more rent being downtown uh, for the University of Western than you do when you're closer to the campus. But yes, you're right. Uh, the restaurants, the grocery stores, uh, the bars are in, in the downtown there. And then uh, Hamilton, yeah, it's pretty well within a one-kilometer radius is where the students want to be. You go outside of that, and you might not feel as quickly as the properties That's that are all different. And Brock and St. Catharines... Brock is another one, yeah. The students want to bus in. They don't want to be close to the campus because, again, there's nothing there. So they want to be close to what's called the village, which is close to the Penn Center. So they want to be close to where they can get food and, and uh, just major amenities like restaurants and bars again. Everyone seems to be different because York University, everybody wanted to be. There was something called a student ghetto. That was uh, where I guess all the rundown That's properties. That's where they wanted to be. That's where they did not want to be. <laughs> but when all those new homes went up on the land that York sold to Tribute Homes that turned into a lot of student rentals, mm-hmm. um, all the students wanted to be there. That was immediately close to York University right. because a kilometer away were areas that were less desirable. So everybody wanted to be right immediately close to the university. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good point. Zone, all the schools are going to have different zones. That's the intel that you want to know about. And I think Nick's done a good job about that in the past. You would just stop students on the side of the road when we were looking at a new university or college to buy by and ask them questions. Yeah, totally. I, I, I mean, I've pulled in people's driveways that, you know, they were sitting on the porch, either drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette, whatever. They were, you know, they were just hanging out up there. And I'd just walk up. They would be looking at me like, what's this guy doing? Who? who you knocked coming, on the door of one student rental here? after seeing a student go into it. Oh, did I? I don't even yeah, remember that. I was outside in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just, when you need answers, you, you got to get answers. And I think like just looking online and stuff doesn't give you the answers you need. So if, if, if it's a local place where you can kind of scope out the area, go scope it out yourself. Book appointments to go look at the properties. You're a parent, if you're a parent of, a, of kids, you know, you're scoping out for them. If you're younger, I used to pretend that I was like a kid going to school when I was investing. Um, when I was younger and, and I was look, I was checking out the properties because I wanted to see firsthand what my competition was. I wanted to know what they were asking, how if it would rent. I'd follow up with the guys and be like, hey, did it rent? And if, if, if a crappy place rented for top dollar and I called them a week ago and he says, sorry, it's no longer available, that's the information I want to know when I'm investing. So like, man, I can compete against that place and, and I'm going to beat it. You know who was, sometimes they're helpful, sometimes they're not. And I'm not sure all university have, all universities or colleges have them, but the off-campus housing department. Right. You know, if we used to get a lot of good intel, actually, it was hit or miss. It, hit or, it depends. Hit or miss somewhere, somewhere, you're, like you yeah, said, somewhere one was somewhere. horrible to me yeah. up at York, where they were like, "You're going to charge students how much per room?" Because I think the biggest room on the top floor, we we're going to charge six hundred dollars, and she made me feel like a criminal. She couldn't believe I was going to charge that. Not only did we get six hundred, we got six fifty on that room on the very first time. But uh, yeah, yeah, so they can be beneficial. Yeah, and because they lead by numbers. Um, it's important to know, like wh- one street over, and rents can change. Yeah, like we know that with McMaster, you go on the south side of Maine, and you're down fifty bucks per room. Yeah, Typically. totally different. Yeah, okay, go so to, yeah, north side to to Westdale or Ainsley Woods, and you're up fifty dollars. So. Okay, what about what about advertising? I know yep. you're using property management, so they're yeah. finding the tenants. No, but, but still, yeah, a lot of our, our investors that are buying near McMaster because it's more local. Um, yeah, they're on Kijiji, and uh, the. Uh, potentially may use the students that are currently in the house because those students have key groups that we don't have access to. For instance, a Facebook group. So they have access to thousands of other students and they could advertise And if you've been a good you. landlord, Absolutely. they're telling their friends 100%. who might be a bit younger about we offer, you. We offer finder yeah. fees. Yeah, perfect. For the students, yeah, right? exactly. Like, but what about, are they really on, just on Kijiji? 
and off pot- potentially off campus housing. If there's off campus yeah. housing, yeah, because yeah. we don't it, for for McMaster specifically, we don't yeah. we don't advertise on off campus housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sorry, on Kijiji at all, just oh, no. off campus housing. But on other ones, we we're on Kijiji because we get more leads from there. So it'll, yeah, it'll depend. Like you mentioned, it'll depend on the area, yeah. the, the school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about um, any schools coming to mind around bylaws? Like I always yeah, think about Waterloo. Sure. Whenever I hear about yeah, bylaws, yeah, yeah. I think Waterloo. Yeah. But has the most stringent bylaws for any rentals. So, um, and a lot of towers have been built there, which is very popular with international students. But tough place to be making money as an you investor. You mean like a condo? Exactly. Yeah. So, so many investors want s- condo student rentals. Yeah. We always talk them out of it. Why Big do time. you? Why do you talk yeah. them out of it? The student. So. Typically, the type of student that will get roped into a condo like that is an international student because their parents just see new, uh, a secure and safe place to live. The student will go in there, but after the first year, they don't want to be there. And often it's because they're policed, as opposed to a single family home where you are in that house with a group of friends. Yeah, if you want to maybe have some kind of little social thing together one night, you're not interrupting somebody above you across the hall to your left, to your right. But in these condos, you will. And then what about cash yeah. flow on the condos? Because we always have this rule of thumb. Yeah. Like I tell people, look, without even knowing about the school or the property, yeah. if you're talking to me about less than six bedrooms, mm-hmm. stop. Now, I know you're talking about Western yeah. that has the cap mm-hmm. of five, five. Is it five bedrooms at Western? It's five unless I believe it's in 2008 if you had a, a pre-existing six or seven bed. and it can, It's grandfathered. It was, it, yeah, it was a continuous six or seven over those years. It can get gra- grandfathered. Yeah, yeah, so unless you're limited, I'm always yeah. like, hey, the more bedrooms legally, yeah. the better. Uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, so McMaster is pretty well a free for all. Just gotta abide by fire. Um, Western is five. Guelph is four. However, what we've done um, for the University of Guelph is we'll go out and we'll find a single family home. Usually, it's a three bedroom home. We'll take the dining room, turn that into the fourth bedroom. So build then walls. Usually, it's one wall. Close, believe it or not, and put a off. door. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we'll go to the city and do uh, a second suite. So now we've turned a three bedroom home into a six bedroom student rental. That home. Can As you describe a, what a second suite is? Y- yeah, it's a, a legal second u- self-contained unit where it would have two bedrooms, a kitchen, and a bath. So usually in the basement. In the basement, sorry, yes. Yep. And um, now you've turned a three-bedroom home that probably as it was would have rented out for 1800 a month, and you turned it into a six-bedroom student rental and it's probably renting you know, a little north of 3000 a month. Yeah, that's a winner. Yeah. Okay, so bylaws, um, we talked about types of properties, property management fees, college uh, over universities. Are there any preferences you're seeing, any trends that you're seeing, preferences that you're seeing? We're, what about, go yeah. ahead. We're, we're, no, we're just so fortunate being here in the greater GTA to be close to some of the top universities in the world. Yeah, yeah we have McMaster, Western, Guelph. We haven't even uh, talked about Queen. I mean, you're sure, going Queens, way McGill. Yeah, yeah, but there's so much yeah, around yeah, us. No, there's a big selection. Yeah. Oh even, even downtown. Yeah. Right? You can go yeah. to Ryerson, we talk U of, about U of T. T. I yeah, mean, oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. in Air- tough even, to make money but, in Toronto but, on those, yeah. But even Arendelle, I mean, we yeah. have investors and guys in the office yeah. that are doing that's a good very, point. That's very a good well point. at UTM, so University of Toronto Mississauga campus. They that's found a little niche, a niche place where they've now kind of scooped up a few, a few properties um, that are serving them really well. Uh, you know, so there's opportunity everywhere once you yeah. once you kind of look into it a little bit more. That's great. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's the most misunderstood investment type because of the negative connotations around like students and parties, which you ba- basically just get from the movies. Nothing right. really kind of yeah. in, in real life. Okay, we talked about the lease, but I just want to be clear. It's a standard Ontario lease. Like Nick, you were saying everybody's on the same lease, um, ideally. Right, yeah. But there's no 
it's not a complicated lease either. This is just a standard Ontario lease agreement. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 I mean, we use it, you know, it's slightly different. But yeah, overall, all the terms are, are this, the same. There's nothing too fancy in there. Mm-hmm. You can put whatever you want in a lease agreement. You just can't hold them to it after. Like if it goes to the tenant board. Which is what most people don't understand. No, they don't. I mean, I, you know, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. I mean, you, you can put in the lease agreement that they have to wake up and do 10 jumping jacks every morning. Yeah. And if they agree to it, you know, you can't evict them because they don't do it. It'd be great, though, if they sent yeah. you a video every day of sending yeah. the 10 jumping jacks. Yeah, it jacks. took us That'd a long funny. time to understand that it doesn't matter how complicated and beautiful your magical lease might look like. We're guaranteed by the Tenant Act in Ontario. And if money is being exchanged for a place of residence, well, we're all governed by that act. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't matter what your lease yeah. says. If you ever go to an adjudicator to the tenant board, um, you're going to be bound by that act, not really what the, you, what's in the lease. You know an issue that's coming up? This will affect student properties, actually. With a legal, uh, marijuana being legalized, there um, right now you can't change a lease halfway through the lease, right? So if you've signed a lease, so anyone that's signed a lease now for, um, let's say, starting May, let's say mm-hmm. student properties, if we're using that example, but it's any lease, they can't go now and change the lease. Once it's legalized, they're actually able to smoke marijuana in the property because it's not in the lease that they can't. And you can't go and change the lease halfway through to say that they can't smoke marijuana in the property. So when it's legally lies on July 1st, officially anyone's going to be able to smoke marijuana in the, in the properties, even in apartment buildings. So there's a big I can't, push. This is going to be so much fun to see what happens. But there's a big push now to try to get the, the provincial government to go and say, hey, like, so so you can put it in new leases, but there's a big push to the provincial government saying, hey, when if you're legalized, if once it's legalized, we got to be allowed to go and change these leases that are currently in place because especially they're, they're talking especially in an apartment building but like you can't if someone's smoking you know how thick marijuana smoke is someone's smoking a bunch of marijuana in one unit it's going into the next unit above below mm. whatever and it's going to stink so they're like no nick uh, mike and i don't yeah, know how thick it is i don't know what you're uh, <laughs> but apparently it's so very thick, thick. Uh, yeah oh, <laughs> well, here, like, look, look, come outside I'm <laughs> sure, no. <laughs> oh um, but um no but i mean so it's a big thing that's going to affect uh, you know impact yeah. everyone i i would think they're going to be smart enough to allow those changes to happen but uh, this whole marijuana thing is going to yeah, it's, it's going to create some there's going to be some road bumps along the way with it. But know. like everything you get through it like some oh, the, the, the deal, investors yeah. who are looking for a reason not to proceed will use that as oh, yet another reason yeah. not to buy an investment property and wait for the right time I can't because condition. I can't rent it out before July 1st because I don't want so because if I rent it out June 28th so I need to make sure I'm not buying for another totally. 6 months and in 6 months there's going to be another the reason people why they can't buy are, are well because hurt. then in 6 months they, now they're going to have to fill the unit uh, uh, in the summer instead of like for the following year with a group or something like that. So that gives them another reason to postpone it. And you know, and you know what, having said ending. that, you know how we talked about filling with groups of properties? It's never stopped us from grabbing a property that we thought was a good property, even if we were out of the cycle of getting a group. Totally. We know the first year we might have to just fill it with individual students here and yeah. there, but eventually we would get to that group And you cycle. can mitigate any issues with that too. I mean, just over, you know, they're, they're, I mean, you can dive into as much detail as you want, but you can mitigate anything just through lessons. So just talk to some experienced people that have done it and then go go from there. Learn, like everything. Learn those lessons. Not like that one uh, that one guy who sold us a property shook our hand and said, properties never go down. You guys will be fine and walked away. Um, financing and insurance quickly. Yeah. One thing for everyone to, to be aware of when you're looking at student rental properties, not all the banks play nice with student mm-hmm. rental properties. I'm trying yeah. to think off the top of my head who does right now. I want to say Royal Bank. Mm-hmm. Royal Bank likes student rentals and will do financing. Yeah, CIBC. CIBC. CIBC yeah. Those are the two main ones Pretty that helpful. come to, yep. for now, to, to but mind. that can change them into Anytime. more. Anytime. Yeah, if you're listening close, to this, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. You, you always have to be working. Basically, you need a good mortgage broker who's going to navigate those waters for you. Yeah. And insurance. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, to my shock and horror, get 
get regular rental insurance on a student rental property. Mm -hmm. Student rental property should have student rental insurance, like right. declared student rental insurance that should anything, yeah, that's a God forbid, problem. happen, you have the proper insurance. And, and it, I, I think people are trying to save a few bucks. Mm -hmm. for, it's, it's the silliest thing not you could do. It, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and not all insurance companies like student rentals. I mean, Rockstar, we know some of the student uh, insurance companies mm -hmm. that are yeah. dealing with them. So just be aware that the, your insurance company who you have now likely does not insure student rentals. You're going to have to go outside of that company. Yeah, there's a number of them that do, but yeah, not definitely not all of them. But it's not hard to find. Not so hard it, to yeah, find. You, can, to, you don't have to be scared off no. by that for yeah, sure. Yeah, you can dig it up. Um, anything else on student rentals coming to mind for you guys? I think just when purchasing, yeah, you really got to know your zones. Go after the larger bedrooms. Ideally, a 10 by 10 is the ideal bedroom size. Um, and then go after the small common area. Not like that one house that we have an 8 by 9 bedroom size in. Uh, the smallest room will always be the last to yeah, be filled. Always is. Maybe it's not quite 8 by 9. Uh, you 9 by 10. You rent, you rent to groups. But we give them a second area as like their own closet, like yeah. a walk-in closet. So it works out. We sell out. it. Yeah. We sell yeah. it. Um, sometimes people ask, hey, I've uh, got one, uh, I think over the weekend, somebody um, was asking, should they furnish the bedrooms? And the answer is no. Oh, no need no, to furnish the bedrooms. Yeah. These students do not want to use somebody else's bed. You know what's funny? Bed. Up at York, they always expected furnished bedrooms. Mm, interesting. But yeah. but yeah, we never did it. Yeah. And we, a couple of times I broke down and would get a bed from Ikea right. just to get it done. Yeah. But that was the only school or university that expected uh, furnished bedrooms. Mm. But yeah, yeah, you're right. In general, yeah. nothing. If, if anything, we may furnish the common area. Throw sure, a, a, a sectional couch. up, a couch, yeah, a coffee we had, table. We, we, Maybe the dining room. We used to do it more regularly, the common area. Mm. And and because it was asked, people always liked it. It was like a little bonus. Yeah. And then we found that there was just a collection of couches because they'd end up having a couch and yeah. we'd have to get rid of them. So now we just we just never do. And although they ask, and at first they're like, oh, okay, it would have been nice. It's never ended up creating a problem, and it's made our lives our lives easier. Mm -hmm. And when we but that's what that's we used to take this take the same approach with that. And common area, I'm just realizing we didn't really explain common area. If you mm -hmm. have no concept of a student rental, the common area is basically the family room area that's left over after the rest of the house has been kind of put into bedrooms. Yeah, there's one usually room left that everyone refers to as the common yeah, area. It's where they play beer pong. Yeah, beer pong, the beer pong, drink room. vodka, yeah. play yeah. PS4, <laughs> have a Christmas tree with beer cans. Yeah. As Actually, we saw we, we we had one group of girls that did Christmas presents. They kept the place. I mean, they had a Christmas tree and like I think there was like pine scent throughout the house. <laughs> they did an Easter egg hunt in Easter. <laughs> like it was crazy. They, they were awesome. Yeah. They were yeah. awesome. And the current group that we have in another property right now. It's immaculate as well. I, you we can never guess who's going to keep the properties great. You're we right. have a great group of guys in a property right now. Oh too, yeah, the guy, the guys versus girls. Everyone thinks guys they actually go for might girls. overall be slightly cleaner. I would find. I think it's a mix. If you have a mix of guys and girls, that's the best. Mm -hmm. to yeah, because everyone's. Cause yeah, they want to be on their best behavior. Yeah, and then just going by, you know, how easy are these to fill and bed bath ratios? A three bedroom student rental is the easiest to fill. However. Those types of properties are hard to get where they'll cash flow. Yeah, yeah the worst cash flow. Hard to make yeah. sense. But easiest yeah. to fill because you have the it's a small group of three, Well, a small group of three people, three friends. Yeah. That's quick and easy. Yeah. Um, and so a, a four bedroom, if you're going to, so you can get away with a, if you're going to three bedroom, one bath, one kitchen. If you go to four bedrooms, you should go two baths, one kitchen. Mm -hmm. Five bedrooms, two baths, one kitchen. Six, two baths, one kitchen. You may want to go with a second kitchen. Second kitchen. Yeah, like so even especially if it's a bungalow. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seven. Seven, definitely, definitely two kitchens. Yeah. But, yeah, if you, you but, but even if you're doing one kitchen in those earlier numbers, you yeah. still need a second fridge. 
Otherwise, could, the fridge yeah, won't. That's big. The, the, yeah, good point. You always yeah, are, and they love that because some people don't yeah, have them. Exactly. And a, as an investor, it's a cheap thing to have yeah. that makes your property stand out above everyone else's. Yeah. Or if right? you're going utilities in and you don't have that second fridge, you're yeah. going to have five bar fridges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah one in yeah, each yeah. room. Oh my gosh. Plus that main yeah, fridge. We yeah. We try not to allow, to, to, to gently persuade people out of that yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, and definitely insurance companies will make you sign off that nobody has like hot plates or mm -hmm. anything in their room and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just on that note, when you mentioned Guelph where you were carving out a house from a three bedroom, you turned it into like a four a with a two. Four plus two, yeah. Those are the best. If you're going to go over four, five, six bedrooms, if you can separate the house into two units, mm -hmm. yeah. that way then you, you got can- got options. Yeah, because if you can't find six or seven students as a group to rent it, yeah. you can rent the top as like a four bedroom and the bottom as a three bedroom or whatever yeah. it is. Possibly and young professional. And yeah, yeah, it's much easier. Yeah. So we always did that- uh, yeah, and any houses with separate entrances are also like gold mines on student right. rentals because then the basement can be truly a self-contained separate unit. Yep. Yeah, um, it's something to be aware of. Just it, with all these things, some people do, we, I've seen people do the craziest things and, and they put, they put they ask people to live in these crazy kind of, you know, traps. Like yeah. abide by fire, it's not expensive to abide by fire code mm -hmm. and make, you know, have safety for everyone. Like, you know, I can't stress that enough. People... Sometimes they want to cut corners for a couple hundred bucks that can really kind of mm -hmm. cost not them. Worth it's, it. it's not yeah. worth it. Yeah. Right. And and the other thing we've learned, I mean, there's so much you can talk. You can talk about this, you know, for, for, for hours. But the other thing we learned is just renovation materials. The first time that we ever oh did a student, a student property renovation, we went really cheap on everything because we said it's a student property. They don't care. Everything's going to be new. So also what, we had no money. Matter? Yeah. But, but what did it matter at the time? Whereas, you know, if we just, the labor would have been the same cost. If we just spent 10% more on materials, mm -hmm. it lifted up the property to another level. So don't go super cheap just because of the student property. It doesn't cost a lot more just to renovate it a little bit nicer because you're just buying slightly nicer materials and it just makes the property stand out that much more and last longer as well. So you don't have to do any, any work again. A couple other notes then on that, on renovations. We've done some renovations in the summer so on a 12-month lease, we will ask the students and say, hey, look, while you're not here in the summer, is it okay if we renovate a bathroom? Or Nick, you did that one time where you renovated a whole basement where we had signed people on a 12-month lease, but the basement we gutted to the studs. Yeah, and the, well, they, they couldn't beyond, even live we ripped in out it. the walls. We ripped out everything. So they said, they asked, they're like, well, they were we excited. Don't, we don't, they were, but first they asked, at one point during the renovation, they're like, hey guys, since there's actually no rooms there, we don't want to pay rent. Like, do we have to pay rent? Right? So... Um, and then I just explained, I'm like, well, you guys were happy about this. The rent is the is one lease. The rent is the house as a whole. It actually that was the it, current one that we it did. Doesn't or most recent? No, no, oh, this longer was two one? years okay. ago. This one, um, and then you know, so it doesn't really change anything. You guys are going to be happy with the end product. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's another, but which benefit. is a nice benefit of student rentals that you have tenants that are not there. You can actually do work on the property. Oh, totally. Okay. It's another benefit of, of, of one lease, though, because if one student doesn't doesn't pay, you can hold the others accountable to the whole lease. Yeah, because just yeah. because they split up the payment, it doesn't mean that, you know, that's so. one thing. Some students, because the payment is split up, will assume they're on a separate lease, mm -hmm. which you kind of have to remind them that they're owning the whole house. That's another point. How do you guys handle or what do you guys think about vacant bedroom in the middle of a year? So the six students or Mike, in your case, mm -hmm. five students have yeah. signed the whole house. Right. One goes vacant. Whose responsibility it is to find that, fill that vacant room. So yeah, back to what Nick was saying, it's typically on the students or they make up for the difference. I had one of the five bedrooms that I have in London. It, it's a five bedroom. All five bedrooms are the same size, but only four girls wanted the house this particular year. So all four girls are paying 
for the fifth for five, bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we have that with yeah, the seventh bedroom. Yeah, we have And six people are taking it. So back, yeah, back to the students to find that fifth or to to make up how the do difference. You, how do you sell it to them? Like, what do you explain? Yeah. I'm just curious because yeah. I know what I say. So I'm just curious what yeah. you say. How do you explain it to them when there's like, hey, this person's leaving. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know what you want to do. Yeah. I, luckily, I've been fortunate. I, I haven't had that. But okay. uh, yeah, if it were to happen, um, yeah, I just put it back to them saying, hey, guys, you got to do me a huge favor. You have to find someone to take that room or you, you guys are going to have to split up yeah. that, that room. I've always found that I tell them that it's like, hey, hey for for safe like i say mm-hmm. hey, no problem we can find someone to fill it yeah right because officially with someone even cancels the lease we get, this is weird because it's one lease and all this stuff so we won't get onto all the technicalities but i explain hey guys we can find someone to fill it it's not gonna be a problem however we're just gonna find a, a stranger that you guys yeah. might not know yeah. it's substantially better for you from a safety standpoint and from a living standard standpoint if you guys know this person and you, you feel comfortable with them sure so yeah, you probably want great. to kind of get involved and you guys think about it yeah. Let me know what you think. And I'd say 90% of the time, they're like, you know what? We're going to find someone. Yeah. And, and they go about interviewing the people and, and finding someone. And then mm-hmm. we just put a deadline on it and figure out, you know, responsibility yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Often, yeah, they can be your best source of filling a property totally. for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about parking and yeah. uh, lawn maintenance kind of stuff? Yeah. Lawn maintenance. Property management, handling. Property, yeah. You, or you get a, a, loki, a so local handy person or other student. So you're lawn maintenance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No shovelings on the students. Um, if they don't shovel, it's a well-worn path from them walking back and forth out yeah, of the house. That's how they shovel sometimes. Um, and you ask something else there. Um, parking. Parking. Yeah. It hasn't uh, been an issue. Like, usually yeah, we have two spots on exactly, a driveway, yeah. and that seems to be more than enough, yeah. and they figure out the rest. Agreed. Up at York, we actually rented out the garage mm-hmm. as an extra cost yep. to different students right. who needed day pass part. Like, they wanted parking just yeah. because they were driving in. Sure. So the students in the house got no parking at all yeah. on that property. Yeah. London McMaster were often renting out those uh, uh, garages to guys with uh, cars. They just yeah. want to store the cars. So it could be an, if you have a, if you're lucky enough to have a garage, it could yeah. be an, another source of income yeah. increasing the students. Don't give it to the students. Ideally not. No. Nick and I have. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. past we've done that. Yeah. One year we had garbage. They used it. it was too yeah. cold to go yeah. to the I guess to the curb. Yeah. They literally threw and this garage was separate from the house. So yeah. I don't know how much warmer it was to do this. Yeah. They filled the single car garage that was separate from the house, yeah. filled with garbage all winter. Yes. Well we happens? found out we made them pay yeah. to empty it out gotcha, and pay yeah. got one eight hundred got junk mm-hmm. or whatever. We had one guy leave everything. You yeah, remember? that's right. He left everything. everything. <laughs> this his Halloween twice. costume, even. Yeah, he dressed Halloween up as Facebook. I remember. Back, so we got a dumpster. This is right before we renovated. So we just we had to start renovating. They had moved out. This was probably about three days, four days after the lease ended. Communication. We let them know. He disappeared. We never knew the guy was coming back. Right. We threw out all everything. his stuff when we when we demoed the basement. Everything. And he came back for his. He had like an Oilers jersey, like a signed yeah, Oilers signed jersey, Oilers that, jersey that I guess we threw out. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm like, I'm sorry, man, but it's gone. Right. And then some, one other time in uh, in another property, we had the guys that, that were living there. They were there for a couple of years. There was really no issues. They didn't keep the place very clean, but they left everything there. I mean, they, they, there was like 30 pairs of Couches, shoes left, all furniture. their clothes. Like they left thousands of dollars worth of stuff. Leaf jerseys. They, was they, that the one that we, there was like two dump boxes? Yeah, the company stuff? that came to, to kind of clean it all out. They're like, hey, do you mind if we go through some of this and, like, and we keep some of this? It's like good stuff. I'm like, no problem. Let's just negotiate on the price. Yeah. So we got a great price for, for them clearing out the house because they got a bunch of stuff that we didn't want anyways. 
So it worked out well, but they left a ton of stuff. I couldn't believe it. It's amazing it. what you'll find. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyways, fun times. One, okay, one other thing. Subleasing during the summer. Allow yep. it. Don't allow it. So we they're had not a guy yeah. growing pot. Remember? Yeah, I would, yeah, that's the story that just yeah. came to mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One guy. Yeah. So, so Mike, uh, let me share this, and I'll, 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 I'll just before I forget this thing, we let somebody sublease. No, I don't know if we let them. They told us I think they had subleased without our approval or whatever. I go down to the property to check out who had moved in through the summer months. Mm-hmm. I open the bedroom door, and there's a plywood box about three foot wide by three foot, like three by three, and maybe about four feet off the ground with an extension cord coming from it. <laughs> I go to the door of this little box. I open it. There's one marijuana plant in there with a Jeez. light bulb over it. This guy was trying to like grow this one little plant. So I remember oh. taking that box outside. I smashed it on the driveway. Right. <laughs> Told the tenant, hey, we, you don't have a permission to uh, sublease out. Yeah. But generally with permission, we've allowed it. Um, yeah, we advise. I, I, uh, we, scare, we tr- I scare yeah, them out of it. We scare people yeah. out yeah. of it. I find most students are not not subleasing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they, they definitely are. But if I was to call it as a percentage, it's small for 10, sure. 15 percent. Yeah, yeah will want to sublease. Well, often it's the parents paying for rent. What do, what do they care? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. And then agreed. others are sticking around for summer, and they don't want any strangers in the yeah. house. And we always tell them they're responsible for the rent still. So yeah. that any rent yeah. you're getting yeah. goes to you. Yeah. We are expecting full rent payment from you guys. Yeah. And it's a security issue. You get you get yeah. someone in there that wants to start opening doors and looking at people's computers, yeah, exactly. taking stuff. I mean, yeah. y- you're on it. Yeah. The only times we've had people do it if it's been like a friend or someone they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then we're like, yeah, that's fine because that's fine for us too. But generally, I give people all the horror stories that could happen yeah. and they generally shy away from yeah, it. Yeah, it scares them off. Yeah. And then across the board, um, unlike how uh, regular rentals work with the um, the increase in rent every year. So we don't do that with student rentals. However, in saying that, um, student rentals in Southern Ontario, uh, on an overall basis, they've pretty well increased almost $50 a room this year. So everybody that I know that's filling, including the property management companies, are seeking at least a premium of $50 this year on signing of leases, which is nice. Is that, that the, the, the leases have been pretty standard per room for the past three, four, five years. So well, still sure, more. Nice if it's six or seven rooms, three, you know, or yeah, more exactly. like, you know, three, 250 to $400 extra a yeah. month, yeah. which is kind of nice, mm-hmm. right? Most yeah. people who we know who dive into student rentals end up deciding to keep them. Like they're lifelong. Very seldom flip hands. Yeah, yeah, very. Once, once they're up and running. Yeah, once people understand the processes mm-hmm. and they look at the cash flow numbers, yeah. because as that mortgage starts to get paid down, yeah. I mean, Nick and I have had multiple student rentals where we've dipped in, refinanced, mm-hmm. pulled out money mm-hmm. multiple times on several properties mm-hmm. um, that have been beautiful. Yeah. So they can finance the purchase of other properties that you go and buy. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. One of the best properties I've ever owned is is a student property i mean we mm-hmm. bought it it was a, that power of sale that we've spoken about before i think the last show also known as the shoebox the shoebox because the grade's high too it looks pretty rough but the basement's high it's so actually it, nice it inside just being, outside yeah. you wouldn't well, imagine it, it there's seven bedrooms. outside but you go without everyone that listen yeah. some students have said when they walked up they weren't even going to come in but then when they go in they're, they're pleasantly surprised and it was bought i forget the exact numbers i think it was like 140 or something um, as a power of sale, it was a dump. It was a number of years ago. Now I don't know how long ago we bought that. Maybe fifteen years ago or so. And we did a bunch of work. We refinanced it. Took all our money out. The place still cash flowed like eight hundred bucks at that time. Eight hundred thousand bucks of cash flow after we took all our money out. And then it's paid, been paid down, and you know it's worth 
probably double or more of what we paid for it. It's, it's just been like the most valuable thing. There's no money in it. It took us about six months to get it up and running. So for six months of our time, this thing's generated hundreds of thousands of dollars for us. It's been awesome. Yeah, they're winners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Mike, thank you so much. Awesome. If Thanks, you ever guys. need money again, <laughs> you just let me know. <laughs> this time we won't do the interest thing to make up for the last time. <laughs> oh, no, I'm charging interest. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> Thanks, Mike. Awesome. Appreciate Thanks, you doing guys. this. All, All right. right. Hey everyone, it's Tom again. So thanks for listening. If that's the first time you're hearing Mike DeZormo, Mike's been uh, part of the team here at Rockstar pretty much since day one, as you heard. And uh, if you're looking to get a hold of him or really anyone on the team, if you send it to that email address that we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we'll we'll send on your message. So if you just use podcast at rockstarbrokerage.com, um, we'll, uh, we'll make sure your email gets over to Mike if you have any questions for him or you want to follow up with him and, and anything. Um, and I think that's how we're going to do it going forward as well. So that email address is podcast at rockstarbrokerage.com. Stay tuned for some future episodes. We're pretty, we're getting pretty excited about all this and we have some, some, what we think are some pretty good ideas. In the meantime, you can check out more about us at rockstarinnercircle.com. So that's www.rockstarinnercircle.com. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, podcast yet on iTunes, please look up the Your Life, Your Terms show with Tom and Nick Karadz and subscribe. That would be of great help to us. So hope you're having a great day, a great week, and we'll talk to you soon, guys. Until next time, Your Life, Your Terms.